Welcome to Nutrition Tips with Jen Han, the effortlessly easy path to weight loss. Listen to Jen and learn the truth about dieting and the simple truth about why diets do not work and what does. Now, here's Jen. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be here with you guys and I am Jen Hand and this is a live episode, so I'm really excited to chat with you and dive deeper into something that so many people struggle with, weight loss. So I'm a food, Im- food and body image expert coach. So I work with people diving in depth, not only on the food piece and weight issues and the emotional aspect of why we eat, but also the body acceptance and body image piece that is often so hand in hand with our weight loss struggles. So I encourage you, if you are listening to call in with your questions about your weight loss struggles, any questions you have about dieting, about what works, what doesn't, what foods you're supposed to eat, what's keeping you stuck, I am open to it all. So there's no judgment, there's no shame, there's no uh, criticism from me. This is something I really wrestled with, and I'll share my story in just a second. But Call in, please, if you want to get live advice and live coaching at 563-999-3660. So my story actually began over 20 years ago when I was in high school. And it, as many of our weight loss endeavors do, they, it began with a simple, innocent little idea. I felt uncomfortable in my body. I had gained some weight. And I was like, I'm going to buy some diet pills. I'm going to lose weight for the upcoming prom. And I'm just going to really restrict my food and work out a ton. So that, you know, very, very simple, very honestly innocent. I was just like, I'm going to lose 25 pounds, 20, 25 pounds for the upcoming dance. And that really was the catalyst to many years of struggle because it became this cycle that I couldn't break. So I dieted, I restricted, and that lasted for maybe two, three months at the time. And then the event was over and I was like, now what, how do I eat? I've, I've been restricting for the last two, three months and now I don't know how to eat anymore. And so I binged, I overate, I, I just couldn't stop myself. And, and this started this cycle where I, I felt trapped. I felt like, I was always trying to get back to the weight loss that I had achieved through this diet, even though it was very extreme and even though it was something I in the back of my mind knew wasn't sustainable, I still felt like I just, it was just out of reach. I was like, if I could just get back to that weight I was when I was on this diet and taking these diet pills. And it really became a very almost a full-blown eating disorder for me because it got so severe because my cycle of dieting, swinging over to binging became more and more extreme each time that I swung to the opposite side. So my diets got more restrictive and my workouts got more intense and then my binging would get more intense and my binging would worsen. And it was this, this almost hamster wheel that I felt like I couldn't get off it. And along this same time was a deep seated insecurity within myself around feeling like I wasn't enough, 
feeling like if I just could be smaller, if I could just take care of this little tiny weight issue that I struggled with, that I would be fixed. Life would be good and I wouldn't have to worry about anything anymore. And that might sound silly as, as you're listening to it, like, well, how could, how could just losing weight fix your whole world? But I felt like that this was the one thing that I really couldn't overcome. I was a great student. I grew up in a great family. I, I had so many things going for me. And it was just this one tiny thing, food, like trying to control my food. How hard could that be? And that, that became the bane of my existence. And so really my path took many, many twists and turns through college, after college, where I would get help and then I would go back into dieting and back into binging. And really for me, the path to healing was when I began to look much more deeply at why I wanted to lose weight, at why I was eating, what emotions was I trying to escape, why didn't I accept myself, how come I couldn't accept myself. And so sort of the bigger questions around body acceptance and self-care and learning how to eat in a way that worked for me and not listen to the fad diet or listen to the next program that came along that promised 25, 30 pounds of weight loss. And it was a process of unlearning what I was supposed to do with food and what I heard or read that was the best diet or the best way to eat. And listen and learn how to listen to me and what worked for my body and understanding, oh, okay, what worked for the person next door to me might not work for me because we all have different bodies. We all have different needs. We all have different preferences, taste buds, metabolisms, genetics, et cetera. And really it was the letting go of the rule, the food rules that I had, that this is the way I have to eat, of being kinder and easier to myself and seeing how if I did overeat or if I did end up binging, looking at it as, oh, okay, this is a lesson to learn. This is, this is telling me something and how can I pause, look deeper into this lesson instead of berating myself and criticizing myself to see what message it was giving me. And so many times when we turn to food, for reward, for dealing with boredom or stress or loneliness or a work project that we don't want to look at or a person we don't want to have to have a hard conversation with, we realize that the things we've been avoiding or the things we don't know how to deal with are really what helps us heal our, our relationship with food. And I think dieting and weight loss is such a personal, oftentimes, filled with shame journey. And I say that because for me, it was, it was a deep sense of embarrassment because every time I would leave my hometown and then come back, I had either gained 30 or 40 pounds or lost maybe 10 or 15 pounds. And it was such a source of embarrassment for me because I felt like I wore this quote unquote failure on my body. People knew I struggled with food. People knew they could see physically that I had gained weight. What were they thinking? Were they judging me? Were they thinking awful things about me? And it was, it can trigger so much wanting to hide and not wanting to talk about it and, and just being ashamed that that seems really easy food. How come we can't get a handle on it? But I want to encourage you to, to call in and ask your questions and share about it, open up about it. If you are struggling, because it, it, 
it can feel very freeing to, to share and just speak about it and go a little bit more in depth to look at what may be keeping you stuck or what's really holding you in the space where you are. And I think it's weight loss can be such a, a loaded topic because so many people have so many different opinions. And the big thing right now is the keto diet and people like, you know, they swear by the keto diet two years ago, five years ago, they, people swore by the paleo diet seven years ago, you know, 10 years ago, it was the Atkins diet, or maybe that was, that was longer ago, but you know, there's, there's always these fad things that people swear by that says, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. And oftentimes that is what really keeps us stuck because it's not about just following the next fad diet. It's not about following what someone tells you is going to work. It's about experimenting and looking at what really works for you. And I think that can be so personal to each of us. It can be, you know, the foods you like, the way your lifestyle is, your preferences, what you like to eat. I mean, all of that factors into what we eat. And even more so than that, it's about coming into balance with your body. So getting out of the diet and overeating cycle completely and establishing a new way of eating around food. And I think that's a, a key piece of information to understand when you're trying to lose weight and trying to not do it by dieting, because if you can establish a completely new way of being around food, of, of having that healthy, nourishing relationship with food and your body, then it takes you out of that diet and overeating cycle completely. And that's really what we want because in the, within the nature of the cycle, if you start dieting, you go on something and with that on, there has to be an end. You have to go off, which is the overeating, which is the screw it. I'm not going to do any of those rules that they told me to follow for the last eight weeks. So it's sort of this, this cycle that's built in with failure. And, and that is such an important takeaway because then you understand that it's not your fault when you can't stick to a diet. It's not, you don't have enough willpower. You don't have enough discipline. It's that when you go on something, you will absolutely go off of it. And that's really my aim when I work with someone is to get them out of that, remove them from the cycle and establish a new way of being with food. And honestly, it, 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 I hope it doesn't sound scary. I'm not scaring off with this, but it can, it, it can feel like effort at first because it's new, because it's a little bit different, because it, it can be uncomfortable in the sense of you're stepping outside your comfort zone. You're stepping outside of your box of, well, this is how I've always eaten. And I remember for me when I was working to get out of the diet cycle and working to, to lose and maintain, maintain my weight loss, it, the, what clicked for me was when I put weight loss second, was when I put my focus on, okay, how do I find a healthy, normal relationship with food? How do I take care of myself in a way that fuels my body that's nourishing and feels balanced instead of feeling either rigid and restrictive and famished all the time or swinging to the other extreme where I was stuffing my face and feeling 
numb and feeling like I just didn't want to think about anything, which is when I was binging. So that, that idea of, yeah, you can absolutely want to get to a place where your body is comfortable and you want to be at where you can move easily. Your body can run, you can, you know, your joints don't ache and you feel good in your body and having that be second to let's find out what health means. Let's look at how to nourish our bodies. Let's tap into hunger and fullness and hearing our body's own innate wisdom because when we shift our focus to those things, it's honestly, that's when the weight loss actually comes. And it's so backwards because we've been taught the total opposite. You have to focus on weight loss. You have to focus on following this rule or cutting out carbs or not eating any sugar. And you, and you do that for 30 days, you do that for eight weeks, and then you'll get the result. And we're taking the, the, the backwards approach because that's where the lasting balance lies, the lasting weight loss and the lasting change. And I, I want to challenge you to think about weight loss in a different way. So it's not that we do something to get weight loss. It's that our bodies end up releasing weight and restoring its set point when we take care of ourselves in a way that's nourishing and balanced. And really it's a new paradigm of, of how we view weight loss. And it's, it's interesting because the weight loss industry, and I don't know that the, the current figure anymore, but I know in the past it's, it's some like, you know, $20 billion industry, something crazy and astronomical number. So it's like, we're, we're constantly trying to lose weight and we never keep it off. So let's, let's examine, okay, well, why, you know, why aren't we keeping off the weight and why aren't we doing the things we need to do to lose weight? If it's that easy, if they say it's that easy. And, and to me, it's really looking at weight loss, not as you do something for 30 days and then you're done, you've achieved your goal. We all know how that goes that we end up gaining it back but looking at it as a relearning of how to listen to your body, how to find your own wisdom, how to tap into your sense of nutrition and balance and nourishment, and then the weight loss comes. So I really encourage you, if you're listening and you want to call in and chat about your weight loss struggles, your diet struggles, and I, I know how personal this is, I know how difficult it can be to talk about weight loss struggles, but I encourage you to call in and share anyway, because it can be such a relief to, to chat about it. And you're welcome to remain anonymous or just use a first or last name if, if that's more comfortable for you. So you are welcome to call 563-999-3660. And don't forget, all callers will receive a free copy of my ebook, Your Must Have Guide to Ending the Diet Cycle Today. So we are going to take a quick break. But when we return, we will open up the line for your call. So call now at 563-999-3660. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. 
EWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. One in three adults in America have prediabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move is called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has my mind. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Betty can't say that in reverse. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Having trouble finding Connor Middle School? Would you like directions? No, why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Finding lowest airfare to Istanbul. No, I'm, I'm tired of fighting with him over homework. Home, walk, restaurant. Need a review? No, I need help. He's very smart, but his mind wanders. He's disorganized. I think I understand. Oh, good. Finding best potatoes for French fries. No! Russet, fingerling, Yukon gold. Why don't you understand me? Sorry, I was trying to show how Connor feels every day. Frustrating, isn't it? Redirecting to understood.org. For the one in five kids with learning and attention issues, this is what life can feel like. Explore understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues designed to help your child thrive in school and in life. Understood.org, because understanding is everything. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. 
This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. Hi, welcome back to our show. We are live. And just a reminder, if you wanted to call in to chat about your weight loss struggles, your diet struggles, any question you have about anything related to body image, weight loss, diet, emotional eating, anything really, all is on the table here. So call in at 563-999-3660. And just a reminder that all callers will receive a free copy of my book, Your Must-Have Guide to Ending the Diet Cycle Today. So I wanted to chat about the three most common problems I hear from people who are struggling to lose weight. And I think this is really important to talk about because these were absolutely mine. (laughs) And from so many people that I work with, these are theirs too. So the first one, knowing what to eat, but not being able to make it stick. So if this is you, you know what to eat, you know, great, eat your vegetables, have some lean proteins, don't eat a lot of sugar, cut out all the carbs. And we have this idea of this is what we're supposed to eat. We just can't make it stick. So, and and here's what I want to say about that. Most of our weight loss struggles are not for lack of knowledge. So many people know what to eat intellectually. It's that disconnect between what our mind is saying and what our bodies do in real life and what, what our reality reflects. And, it, you know, I'm not going to go in depth in, in these big problems, but I wanted to, to share that when I was getting my master's in nutrition, it actually had the opposite effect on me in that I knew so much about nutrition. I knew so much about a plant-based diet, what animal proteins did, how this food affected this organ or, or what caused disease that it made me even crazier about what I was putting in my mouth. So what really, really helped for me is throwing out the idea of this is how you're supposed to eat and really exploring what works for you. And this might take some time. It might take some experimentation. It might take some some awareness to say, yeah, we all have this idea, eat foods from the earth, lots of whole foods. And those are great things to keep in mind. But don't let it rule your mind that you have to adhere to this specific diet in order to lose weight. So the second thing is I don't have enough willpower. And this was one of my biggest ones because it seems so easy, right? We just need more willpower. We just need more discipline to refuse that brownie, to say no to a piece of cake, to not have a piece of pizza. And the reality is, is that it's actually not about willpower. And I want to quickly touch on this point so you can see this in action. Our blood sugar, so the body's regulation of sugars in our body, essentially it regulates our moods, our energies, our um, are, are fatigued throughout the day. So when your blood sugar is really, really low, you will absolutely want something in your body that is a quick digesting sugar. And usually that's a sweet or a, car- a carbohydrate, like bread, noodles, pasta, pizza, that kind of thing. So when you eat lunch at noon and then you get home at six, you haven't eaten in six hours. Your blood sugar is at the bottom 
and your body is saying, feed me, feed me, feed me. And it's not that you need more willpower to refuse those potato chips that are sitting on the counter when you get home. It's actually that you need to fuel your body more often so that your blood sugar doesn't get to that place where you need to rely on willpower. Again, I'm not going to go in depth on all of these because this could be a whole episode in and of itself, but I wanted to touch on that to, to just plant that seed in your mind. Is It's not about the willpower. It's about keeping your body balanced and fueled in a way that you feel energy and you feel you know, your steady stream of energy throughout the day. You don't feel that spike and that drop of, of caffeinated beverages or a sugar high and then a sugar crash. So you're, you're fueling your body consistently, eating regularly, eating often. So you don't have to use that willpower because the reality is willpower always runs out. Um, and then the third thing is thinking we need to cut out sugar or carbs. And this has been drilled into us, I think, in recent years that we need to cut out sugar and carbs in order to lose weight. And I want to pop that myth right now because when we start to let go of that belief, it actually becomes easier to eat in a way that's nourishing for our bodies. Because when we can use balance as our goal, when we can use moderation as our goal, when we can look at how food makes us feel. So if you eat four bowls of ice cream, and you really don't feel good. It makes you feel foggy. It makes you feel sleepy. You don't feel great when you wake up the next day. Using that as your aim to shift and change out of your patterns rather than I can't have sugar, I'm cutting out sugar. So I just want to touch on those three quickly. And honestly, I think it's really, really challenging for most people to lose weight for the long haul without support or without help. And and I am raising my hand right there because it's such a complicated thing and it seems really easy. And that was for me why I resisted getting help for so long because I was like, it's just food. It's so simple. You don't know, eat your vegetables, eat some lean proteins, lose weight, done, problem solved. But the reality is we are complex beings and it's, it's a lot more in depth than just looking at food plans and just looking at calories in and calories out. And so if you do feel like you need support, I am more than happy to help and, sh- and share and go in depth with you on your struggles. And, and one of my favorite things that I do is called the Normal Eaters Club. And this is a service that I developed because it's what I wish I had had when I struggled because food ended up making me crazy. It was like all I thought about for so much of my day, what I was supposed to eat, how to work off what I had eaten, how to go for a run so I could have a piece of cake later. And it really consumed my brain. And I remember so much of my struggle, of my years of struggle thinking, I just want to be one of those normal eaters. And, and my mom is a great example. You know, I, I looked at her from for a long, long time as a very normal eater. She overate sometimes, but she didn't, it didn't send her into a diet. She had some sweets when she wanted to, but she didn't binge on them all the time. It wasn't emotional. It wasn't a struggle for her. It was just food was a place in her life. And, and that was it. She didn't struggle with her weight. She didn't struggle with, with, with things the way I did. And so I developed this membership called the normal eaters club. And this is for women who do struggle with emotional eating and binge eating and the diet cycle. And, and the aim is to help women eat normally eat in a way that fuels their body and to learn how to get how to get there, how to, that, that step-by-step path of 
taking your struggle where you are and learning more in depth about what you need to essentially be normal around food. And, and it's a very different process than dieting. And that, you know, I, I really want to stress that because there's so much research now that says diets don't work for the long term. And that's what we really want. You know, my intention is to help people for the long haul. So you don't have to do something for eight weeks. And then, you know, at the end of eight weeks, you're like, oh, well, now what? And you end up gaining the 50 pounds back again. The aim is to take that big picture and, and really dive into the stuff so you look at it and heal it for the long term, for your whole life. So it's not this cycle that you keep having to 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 fail at. And that's not and that's not said with, you know, any judgment or criticism because that was from my experience. I felt like a failure because this was an issue that I just couldn't I couldn't fix. And so my my mission in my business is really to to take that out of the picture, take that feeling of failure so that you feel like a success at fueling your body in a way that works for you. So that is one of my absolute favorite things I do, the Normal Eaters Club. And, and really, it's, I, it's, it's really hard in this day and age, I think, with so much of the messages we receive from the media, from diet gurus, who, from the weight loss industry, who tell us this is what we're supposed to do and this is how we're supposed to eat. And I do sometimes think it takes constant vigilance to, to not see those messages and to not see that that article in the magazine about how to lose 10 pounds in 10 days and how to filter that stuff out of our brains to really learn how to eat in a way that's not what it says in a magazine, that's, that's nourishing for your body, fueled, fueling for your body in a way that is satisfying and meant to give you, quote unquote, results for the long haul. So we are going to take another break, and when we return, we will take some questions about some weight loss struggles. So stay tuned for that, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for life empowerment programs like Career Reels with Carolyn. We understand that many of our listeners need career advice to advance their careers to the next level, and others need advice on finding a job. We have been blessed with the addition of Ms. Carolyn Owens to our network. Carolyn is the chairwoman and CEO of Infinity Coaching Incorporated, which provides career, leadership, and life coaching that moves individuals forward, allowing them to take command of their lives. With over 25 years of proven experience, she is a leading authority on leadership and professional development and has worked with and trained top leaders across the globe. Her show, Career Reels with Carolyn, may be heard the second Monday of every month at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 6 o'clock p.m. Central Time. 
Career Reels is a show that discusses how you can become the star of your life. Carolyn and her guests will share with you tips and strategies on how you can reach and stay at the top of your game. You'll also hear about hot topics and trends that can make a difference in your career or business. So tune in the second Monday of each month to hear Career Reels live and get hired or take your career to the next level. For more information, visit Carolyn's page on our website at cwrtalknetwork.com. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037, so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman, something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right, but don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. People been saying to your friends, get a different face. And posting on their feed, they're super ugly. The things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true. So tell your friend, I'll stand up for you. Don't worry, I know what to do. Know someone being bullied online? You can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool. And by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Today we decided decided to to walk to school. school. The The light counted. 15, 14, 31, I mean 13. We took took a left left on Carroll Street. Street. Danny's smart, but he gets distracted. I realized he forgot his homework. I hope he doesn't have another bad day at school. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in point one miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag one million strong. Welcome back to our show. And we are live talking everything and anything about weight loss, struggles, diet-related information, binge eating, emotional eating, body acceptance, you name it, we are open to chatting about it. So we have a guest who is interested in sharing. So welcome. Hello. 
Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. So, are you interested in sharing about your struggles, or do you have a specific question? How how would you like to share with us today? Okay. Uh, I'm kind of, I know mostly you work with women, but uh, I'm kind of representing most of the busy men in the audience, uh, those in corporate America who may have families or may have other interests and they just say stay busy most of the time and that's one of the 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 problems for for me uh number one is trying to eat healthy during the day when i have limited time on my job and then uh in addition to that uh several years ago i was diagnosed with hypertension and then about a year after that, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. So uh, I knew I needed to start exercising. And I got a fitness club membership, did that for about a year. Things worked out pretty good. And then I had a lifestyle change. Some things happened in my life, and I wasn't able to do that anymore. And so right now, the, the, the struggle that I have, I have made adjustments with my eating, not to go on a diet, uh, my doctor didn't put me on that, that because of my diabetes, but I have uh, taken control of myself and cut back, uh, eliminated a lot of things. I used to be a buffet eater. I don't do that anymore. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've reduced my portions considerably and trying to eat uh, healthy, uh, eat things that are, are healthier and not eat as much, but still um, having a problem losing weight. As I mentioned before, I was doing a lot better when I was able to exercise, but with my schedule right now, it's just not possible. I'm really working hard trying to work that back in, but it just hasn't worked out. So I need to know what else I can do uh, with my eating to be able to lose weight. Yeah, so this is, honestly, I think this is such a common issue People who, I mean, most people are very busy working, raising families, being in life, essentially. So I think this is a great topic to dive into and your question specifically. Um, First of all, though, it sounds like you've already made a lot of amazing changes and a lot of healthy changes. So that's really, really wonderful because I know that it's not easy to make those changes, especially when you're busy. I also like to think of it as, a, a sort of spectrum where you started, let's say, a couple years ago from the place that you were at health-wise, and then you're step-by-step-by-step by step by step moving down this spectrum where you don't just get to the end of the spectrum and you're done. You've made, you know, 10 changes and that's it. It's like this continual reevaluation of, okay, what's what quantity of food am I eating? What quality of food am, am I eating? Am I taking care of my stress levels? Am I sleeping well? Am I getting enough water? Am I moving my body? And so it's not that you address everything at once, but it's that you, you look at these things on a spectrum and you take these small steps bit by bit. You adjust, you tweak, you move forward, and it's this sort of constant reevaluation. And and one of the, the things I like to look at in regards to long-term weight loss is quality of food and quantity of food. 
And because a lot of people, you know, just say, okay, cut out this or eat smaller portions and you'll lose weight. But, but this idea of what, what quality of food am I eating? So you'll find that, and I want to even take a dessert, for example. So if you take, if you buy Chips Ahoy chocolate chip cookies from the supermarket, you could eat an entire sleeve of them and still be like, yeah, these just, I just keep wanting more, wanting more, wanting more. Whereas if you have a homemade chocolate chip cookie that you're eating fresh out of the oven and you sit there and you enjoy it and you're savoring the experience, the quality is so different between the two that the one with higher quality feels more satisfying. So when you can take that concept into the food that you're eating, the breakfast that you have, how how good of quality is my food that I'm eating? Because oftentimes when you have higher quality food, when you're eating maybe homemade egg muffins instead of grabbing an egg McMuffin sandwich on the way to work, the quality is so much better and so much higher that it keeps you satisfied. It keeps you fuller longer and it keeps you satiated in a way that the other lower quality food doesn't. And that second piece is the quantity. And again, thinking about it less in relation to, you know, cutting back portions or, measuring out different types of things, but looking at how the two play into each other. So if I have higher quality food, do I need fewer, fewer of them? Do I, does one satisfy me more? And quantity can often be related to your listening to your level of fullness and taking it from like an intellectual, I have to have, you know, four ounces of protein into a physical listening of of how it feels in your body. So I don't know if that helps, but what, what's your sort of thoughts on that, the quality quantity type thing? Are you already doing this in your, I know you, had, you talked about portion sizes, but as far as, as the, the quality, is that something that, that speaks to you, that resonates with you? Kind of where are you on that piece? Uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm doing well on that because what happened previously, uh, most of my food was uh, fast foods. I'd have fast food for lunch. I'd have fast food in the evening for dinner because everybody's busy and just didn't have time to uh, fix anything. So uh, I've gotten away from that almost totally. Uh, as far as the, the portions, I didn't mean measuring out. What I mean is in the past, I would eat because there was food there. Or if I knew there was something in the refrigerator or if I knew there was cookies in the cookie jar, if I knew there was food there, uh, you know, the the – the mentality was food's there to eat, so I'm going to eat it. But yeah. uh, that, 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 that that's that's changed, and right now uh, I don't know if, whether it's because of the defect of the medication or what, but uh, I eat until I get full. Uh, if I'm not oh, hungry, that's amazing. I, I don't eat. I, you know, I, I stop. Sometimes I'll, uh, you know, if I'm eating out, I'll bring something home, you know, whatever's left over, or if I'm, I'm eating a meal and uh, I've got gotten to a point where you know i'm full i'll put the rest of it in in the refrigerator and, and eat it later so uh that's that's just worked out real good one of the things that 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 uh is is an issue for me though the uh diabetes medication i'm taking uh is supposed to be taken with food and that gets to be a problem because i have to take it twice a day and sometimes at night i'm not hungry i don't want to eat anything but to take that medication, I'm supposed to eat something. So sometimes I, I eat and sometimes 
I just take the risk and don't eat anything with it and go ahead and take the medication anyway. And it seems like it's not having a negative effect on me and it's worked out all right. But I have to really plan to make sure that I have something real light uh, to eat because I don't want to eat when I'm not hungry. And a lot of times, you know, for, I don't know why, but sometimes uh, I'm just not hungry, you know, when uh, it's time to take that medication. So in answer to your question, uh, I I think you're you're right on target. Uh, That's something that I have looked at trying to do was to uh, improve the quality of the food and also uh, watch the, the quantity of the food that I'm eating. So... I'll continue to try to do that. And the other things that you mentioned as far as getting enough sleep and uh, uh, some of the other things that you talked about, the stress level, I know that's that's one of the things I really uh, have have to work on. Uh, I tell myself that I'm not stressed, but with all of the things that I'm doing, sometimes there are projects or whatever, and I know that it's maybe subconsciously, I'm stressed and consciously I think I'm not. So that's something I have to watch out for. Yeah. And I I think honestly that that resonates with so many people because, you know, we convince ourselves, Oh oh, no, we're not stressed or we're not, you know, we're not that busy. But the reality is usually we, we are busy. And when we're, our minds are going a mile a minute, it it can impact how we're eating. And I, I think when I, you know, years ago when I was first, looking at getting out of the diet cycle and and being healthy for the long haul, I would, a point you brought up, the planning piece, I would plan a lot of snacks and meals for the day and would use eating as a time to, well, I would try. This didn't happen every time, but as a time to sort of take a few breaths, be mindful, let myself have a break from the day, even if it was three to five minutes. Even if my snack was, you know, a minute and a half, like, you know, the, those little tiny breaks we can steal throughout the day to just bring yourself out of that go, go, go mentality, out of the doing, out of the next project, the next deadline to say, okay, I'm going to use this as a chance to fuel my body and take care of myself and also to just be in the experience of eating. And what it really helped me do was actually cut down the stress level because when you're in that, you know, continuous go 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 type of mentality it's so hard to take a break (laughs) you're like no I just need to do one more thing but when you when you when I really allowed myself to take just a few minutes to not eat at my computer to sit in my chair to to focus on the food in front of me it was such a game changer for me because it enabled me to to realize how how much I wasn't paying attention to my food and how much I was just mindfully eating but also to give myself those, you know, three, four little mini breaks throughout the day to cut down those, those stress levels and to take myself out of that busy, 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 you know, mindset that we have or, or that pace that we have that's so common to, to so many people and just say, right, I'm going to eat right now and this is what I'm doing and I'm going to enjoy my food. Because what happens when we're so busy is that we miss the experience of eating we miss you know we're eating in the car on the way to work we're eating at our computer and sometimes we're like did I even eat breakfast and we don't get that experience of savoring our food enjoying our food being there while we're eating that we oftentimes just 
start this cycle of like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, grab a handful of M&Ms from the candy jar and grab a muffin from the, the break room. And it, so that it, it's such a powerful exercise because it not only allows you to take some breaks throughout the day and, and just sort of breathe, but it's like, oh, I'm there for the experience of food. And then it helps you not to just mindlessly eat the rest of the day. Okay. Thank you so much for your help. Thank you. And one, one other thing I wanted to say about the movement um, before, before we kind of wrap up is that I, w- what really has helped me and helped so many of the people I work with is re, redefining exercise. So it's not like you have to go to the gym for an hour every day. You have to take this class. It's like looking at movement as walking up the stairs, walking around the block on a break, you know, walking on your lunch break, taking an after dinner stroll, riding your bike around the neighborhood, like different different types of activities where you move your body that aren't this idea of I have to slave away at the gym for an hour to lose weight. So that, that, you know, for what it's worth, it can be helpful to, to just, you know, five minutes here, eight minutes there, three minutes here to, to have that add up in a day to be 20 minutes of movement and not have it be this sort of all or nothing. Like I have to go to the gym and if I don't, then I've, I've failed and, and I'm not going to go for the rest of the week kind of thing. I really appreciate that. I think that that will work for me. Thank you. Sure. And I just wanted to kind of wrap up here uh, before we go to a break and and say that, you know, I love this example of, or I love this story because it, to me, it, it shows the example that it really is this spectrum, this continuum where you start at a place where maybe you're not in that great of health and you're, you're, you have health issues and your doctor says you have to lose some weight, but it is this, this path where you take a step and you reevaluate and you take another step and you have a small shift and you make one little tiny behavioral change. And that shifts something in your, you know, in the way you are around food. It's, it's this journey where you're step by step by step by step you're, you're on this path forever. We'll always be looking at our health. And it's not to say you can't get to a place where you lose weight and you stay there. It's just to say that your health needs always change as you age, as your metabolism changes, as your life situation changes. And it's important to have this mentality that, right, we're just going to always look at our health. It's important to us. We want to be healthy. And it's a very you know, we make those very small tweaks and they add up. So we will take a quick break and we'll be right back. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are a strong advocate for life empowerment, like empowering a generation that has been grossly misunderstood and disparaged to shatter the misconceptions about them. 
No Sleep was created to give millennials a platform to express themselves and let the world know who they really are and what they believe, their values, interests, fears, and more. This is a diverse group gender-wise and racially that we are very, very proud of. We invite you to tune in, whether you are a millennial or not, and learn from these outstanding young people. Listen every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 7 o'clock p.m. Central for No Sleep, Shattering Millennial Misconceptions. Listen and imagine. It takes five seconds to send a text, and for those five seconds, you're driving blind. Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Hey, if you have really, really tried to lose weight going from one diet to the next, stop right now and listen to me. Let Jen Han help you. Jen is a food coach and body image expert in her new show, Nutrition Tips with Jen Han, The Effortlessly Easy Path to Weight Loss, is now on the CWR Talk Network. Jen's aim is to dispel all the myths related to dieting, debunk food rules, and bring enjoyment and sanity back to eating. You shouldn't feel guilty about eating the things you enjoy. Jen has lived through the battle of dieting and binging herself for 13 years and has tried every diet plan, every program, and every solution that promised weight loss. Hypnosis, diet pills, cleanses, detoxes, you name it, Jen's tried it. It wasn't until she looked at what was underneath the food that she saw any lasting healing. Now Jen teaches others the truth about dieting and how to enjoy eating normally. Listen to Jen's podcast, Nutrition Tips with Jen Han, The Effortlessly Easy Path to Weight Loss, on the CWR Talk Network online at blogtalkradio.com forward slash CWR Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash CWR Talk Radio and search for Jen Han or go directly to Jen's podcast on our website, CWRTalkNetwork.com and select Jen's page from the menu bar. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. 
Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. Thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in, and thank you to our guests who shared their a little bit of their struggle about weight loss. So. If you want to listen to my podcast, I actually have a show on the CWR Talk Network at the website cwrtalknetwork.com, and you can just select Jen Hand under the host profiles, and it's Nutrition Tips with Jen Hand, and you are welcome to contact me via email info at jenhand.com, J-E-N-N-H-A-N-D.com. And my website is also jenhand.com. So there's tons of blogs, videos, uh, free resources to dive into more in-depth coping mechanisms, tools, tips, strategies, all that good stuff around weight, body image, food issues, letting go of dieting, et cetera. So thank you so much for tuning in. And please contact me if you have any other questions. And it was a pleasure to dive more in-depth with this topic with you. Thanks for joining Jen today, and come back and listen to Jen anytime on her page at our website, cwrtalknetwork.com. If you have questions for Jen, send them to jenhand at cwrmedia.net. Tell your friends about Jen and the effortlessly easy path to weight loss. Thanks for listening. listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong.